0: Hi and welcome to episode 148 of the Heartland Knits podcast. My name is Vicki, but you can find me as Heartland Knits on Ravelry and Instagram. And today is Sunday, July 3rd, 2016. It's the day before the 4th of July. Very deceptively quiet around here. But today's podcast is going to be short. I have a little bit of like a lot of different topics. We'll do knitting and spinning, and sewing and gardening, and I think that's it. But let's start out as always with what's been on my needles. And I have been knitting, as you might expect, on the Black Bahu's, the Forest Darkness um, Bahu's, which is this. Um, Yoke sweater. Um, I'm gonna stab myself in the face with a needle there. These are my uh, next stitches I did a provisional cast on, so they're just on a on a um, spare needle to hold the stitches. But I think the last time I showed it to you, I was starting on I was maybe part way down the first sleeve, so I have the first sleeve done. I have the second sleeve done and I am working on the edge of the body. I know I did those in a kind of a different order than I said I was going to do the first sleeve and then finish the body and then do the second sleeve at the the end but it just turned out when I I had to do a lot of like calculating and figuring so that I came out at um, the right length because I'm going to do a vertical band and I ha- kind of sort of had to figure out the spacing I wanted for the buttonholes before I finished the sweater. So I didn't feel quite up to doing that at the point I finished the first sleeve. So I went on to the second sleeve just so I could keep moving on the sweater. But this is what I ended up um, doing for the edge. It's, um, it's, it's different than I've done on any other of the uh, um, both sweaters that I've done. This is number seven and let's see if it will if it will show. You can sort of see it there. I did like a, a twisted rib for part of it and then I did just like a kind of a simple cable and then went back into the twisted rib and ended off with um, a pico bind off and what it does is it just makes this little sort of like ruffly edge and I really like it, so I'll just I'll put the sleeve on this way just so you can sort of see. It kind of just makes a little like flare. It it, it really it takes advantage of the the cable flare. You know when you when you get a uh, do a cable, it you know pulls the stitches in, and you can see it really like pulls them in, just right at that point. Um, so. It's it's kind of simple. I didn't want anything like too fancy because in this black yarn you're not going to see it anyway. Um, and I love just the kind of little ruffly edge, and you know, to me this the um, the the yoke of the sweater is is kind of very geometric, and I I like those the sort of vertical line of the twisted rib. Um, both sleeves are the same length, and I. Um, kind of put it on um, when I like finished them and and I think they're about a half an inch too short I, I did them the same length the same number of of rounds as my other boha sweaters but I think because it pulls in and makes it tighter around the cuff they just feel a little shorter so when I'm finished I'm going to um, take this out down to the cable and do maybe a half inch more of the twisted rib and then do this again but I'm not worried about that it's it's wearable like this it's just I I I'm somebody I I want my sleeves like long enough (laughs) um I don't want them like way way long I don't like to wear sweaters when they're like over my hands but I want I don't want to feel like I'm you know like pulling them down so anyway the um the bottom edge, I am, you know, I'm making that, that um, um, twisted rib a little bit longer. You can't really see in this dark yarn. Um, I have a few more rounds of twisted rib, and then I will do the cable. Um, I increased a few stitches before starting that rib because I don't want the bottom of the sweater to go in like the sleeve does. You know, I don't want it like to get narrower right at my hips there. Um, so I increased a few stitches um, before starting the ribbing and then when I do, I'm, I'm doing the ribbing in the same needle that I used for the rest of the sweater which is um, a size 1, 2.25 millimeter. And then when I get to the cable um, I'm going to do use a larger needle um, to hopefully prevent it from pulling in you know quite so much if there's a bigger needle you know it'll it would be wider um, so hopefully that will help that and I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the edge if I'm going to make let it get like this sort of frilly or not I'm not sure if I'm going to want that around the, the very bottom or I'm, and I'm also not sure like about doing that around um, the neckband. Um, you know I might Kind of decrease stitches so that it's like not as frilly, or you know, not do the pico as often, or or something. So it's coming along. It it's it's knitting camp is about two and a half weeks away. So we're we're coming down. It it'll get done. I'm I'm pretty sure. <sighs> what what it means is there'll be no camp contest entry again this year because you know this needs to get to get finished um, once I finish that band I have to do the crochet for the steek which is going to be tough to see in this in this yarn but I know this is like a really fuzzy yarn so even if I miss a stitch I'm not too worried about the whole thing falling apart and then I have to do the the vertical bands and then the, the neck band should be you know that's you know going to be tiny so but the vertical bands are going to be hard because you have to you know fish the yarn you know through up and through and make sure you kind of catch every row so um, and, and then the vertical bands are going to have they're going to be alternate between the twisted rib and then the, the cable um, and then where the cable is, that's where I'm going to put the buttonholes. So that's kind of why I had to f- have it all figured correctly for the length um, before starting the, the, the bottom band because I didn't want to get kind of up up here to where, you know, and have end up with, um, you know, the cables like too close together. So anyway, that's been my one knitting project. I am starting to think about like other things I want to knit. I really want to knit a shawl. Ideally, I would like to knit a shawl before camp along with finishing this sweater. I don't know that that will happen. But the other thing that I I, I took out and I've started looking at um, is um, I want to do a pair of Latvian mittens this summer, I've decided. So... I took out my Latvian mitten book and have been kind of just looking through that. I'm not allowing myself to wind any yarn or anything because, yeah, this needs to get done. So that's been my knitting. So off the needles, I have nothing off the needles, but I thought I would show you a little spinning. Um, I think I mentioned a while back that I... Oh, I think I showed it to you that I was going to take a spinning project along to ZK and it's like a spindle project that I started. So um, I thought I'd show you where I am on that. It is, well here, this is like one of the big um, things. I had three of these. Um, this was 8 ounces of fiber from Crown Mountain Farms, my last of my Crown Mountain Farms because they're not in business anymore. And I'm spindling it, um, and I started um, spindling it on my little golden Tsunami, and so that's where this one is. It is, I, I think I measured the wraps print, but I don't remember what it is right now. Um, but it's a, a fairly, like, thin, thin single. I'm thinking it'll be either... A two ply or a three ply. This is superwash merino. And then I I was just about to this point. I think I did one little strip of fiber after, um, but last weekend I you know had this and I um, was going somewhere that I was going to take it with me. See now I've got the. This is why I put. This is why I put these little rubber things on here because now I've got another spindle in here, and it's like caught in there. It's like gets caught in the the basket. But I wanted to take a spindle along, and that one was almost full. So I thought, oh, I'll just start a new spindle. And I took this one, um, which you can see that flower there. And you can start, you can see the started the fiber there on the back so this one has gotten to be this full and I wish I could tell you where this spindle came from it was a it was a gift from a friend and I don't remember I I think it was an Etsy store and I don't know why in my head I'm thinking it was from Texas I know it wasn't butterfly girl because I'd had her spindles before but um in my head I but I'm not sure like where it came from, but it's really pretty and it's a really nice little spinner. It's well, you know, when I, I knew I was going to be sitting down. So I wanted sort of a, a like a short, like shaft, um, spindle, so that it's easy to, um, you know, like get a, a decent length of fiber on when you're drops, you know, using drop spindle and you're sitting down. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's really pleasant. It's, and it's a really nice little spinner. So, I have these two. And then of, of a size bump like that big, I have like this much fiber left. So, I'm hoping to fit the rest of that on here. I could probably squish a little more on this spindle. Um, this is my Golding. It's it's probably my favorite of, of all my spindles, my little Tsunami. I have a couple other Goldings, but they're bigger ones. But, um this one you can really pack a lot on um, before really noticing a difference in in a, the, the, the weight of yarn that you're, you're spinning. So that is my spinning. I've been trying to do a little bit of that kind of every night just something different than, than knitting on the sweater. In sewing I have been sewing a, a fair amount. Um, I I can't remember if I told you I got different lining fabric for the blue eyelet, the one that's going to match the sweater because I I really I'm planning on wearing that um, with the sweater at knitting camp this summer, so um, I want to get that that done. So I just got some kind of cream. Uh, cotton I couldn't get the the stuff that I got this time I couldn't find the exact same stuff that I had the last time even asked the the girl at Joanne's and she because I took a little sample of it in and and she couldn't even come up with you know what it was or where you know I could find it so but it's fine it's just white cotton or cream cotton and I have the bodice sewn together and the skirt sewn together um you know there's in separate pieces um, but they all have like they're all French seamed and everything and then I have kind of laid out the blue material because I had to kind of fold it in a different way because I want to use the scallop for the bottom hem so I have I had it kind of laid out and all the p- the pieces put on there and I they all fit so I have enough material which is what I wanted to make sure of and I just haven't kind of cut it out and started sewing on it because then I got I got the lining part done and then I started thinking it it was getting to be the end of, of June and the other dress was gonna be a halter dress style and I thought if I if I'm gonna have that dress for the summer, I need to have it done like now so that when it's warm because you know we don't have like really warm temperatures for like that long so and I and I was really hoping to wear it to this thing last weekend because I thought it would have been like the perfect thing um so I kind of hurried up and I had to do I wanted I was going to do this halter dress um so I you know, like, started working, I had to, like, figure out and, you know, kind of do a, um, a muslin of the bodice and stuff. And so I did that. And before I started sewing on it, you'd think that I would have laid out the fabric of the what I really wanted to use for the dress, um, which is that um, pareo that I got in Hawaii. And no, I didn't. So I was like sewing on the bodice and like fitting it and figuring it out. And got it, I kind of was going to lay it out on the fabric and it doesn't fit. Which was heartbreaking because I really, really want that dress. Um, so that made me, you know, I, I you know, kind of looked in the book, they have like a strapless version of, you know, like, um, bodice, and I, like, I'm not gonna wear that, but I thought, well, I could put straps on it, um, and do something like that, and I would have enough material, so I kind of just played, I kind of ripped the muslin apart, and, like, was, like, playing, because they used the same kind of back pieces, um, for that, and was just sort of, like, you know, playing and, and figuring it out, and then I got to the point where I thought, you know, I'm, I'm just getting tired of having to trace out the pattern pieces. <laughs> so I was at I had um, I was at Joanne's and I thought I'm just gonna look for a regular pattern, you know, like one that I can just cut out I don't have to trace around and get because you know the the uh, first dress I did, the first bodice was, too big and then I had to make it you know to make it smaller and so this time this one I made it too small then I had to make it bigger and um, so anyway I was at Joann's and I so I thought I'm just gonna like look for a pattern you know of a dress that might work and so I bought this pattern which is new look six four five seven because I thought for that I might have enough fabric I haven't kind of laid it out yet but there's like this dress like right here that just has it's like it's like an old-fashioned sundress like back when I was you know a teenager we had you know dresses like that just kind of like a regular dress and then it just had like you know straps I mean this one has has a back on it this lo- it looks like this from the front but um you know this has like a taller back but this is just like a so I thought, well, maybe I would have enough fabric for that one. But it also has like a couple other. I really like the the um, this dress. It's very similar to the dress that um, pattern that I made. It's got the princess seam bodice, um, but this one has kind of more of a gathered um, skirt. But it 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 also has the halter version. But it has like this version that has like um you know like the straps have you know, are done with a different um, color. And that's what I'm thinking is, is I might have to put that project sort of aside for, for this summer um, just because I don't know that I'm kind of an experienced enough um, sewer to deal with. You know, this it's like the straps and then kind of the band like right around um, the top of the bodice are a different color and I thought maybe that's what I need to do with that you know project is is kind of use another fabric to sort of maybe like like do like color block or you know it just so that I can extend the amount of material that I have so that I don't so that I can actually because I really really want a dress out of that So anyway, I thought this one, like, even if I don't, if it doesn't work with this, I still would have, like, another, um, you know, like, dress option that will be the same sort of, like, shape as this dress. Um, Because this one has, like, a higher, this one has a higher, um, you know, back kind of like this one does, and the, the, the other dress that I have is, like, lower. So I thought kind of going – I'm starting to think of, like, fall, and, you know, I might want to make, you know, ones – all my – the material that I have is very, very summery, and so maybe I will want to make, you know, kind of like a dress that's more, like, transitional, like fall um, sort, of. and, and you know, the back of it being, you know, more um, – Covering more would be better for that. So anyway, that's where I am kind of with sewing. So now I have to get back to the eyelet dress and get that cut out. I think it will go pretty quickly. Like once I actually, it's it's just I want to make sure I do it right the first time. <laughs> but after that, I you know I'm I'm just doing you know sewing the the lining the bodice. Uh, and everything, and doing all that um, was so much easier this time than the first time, just because I knew sort of how everything fit together and how to do everything. So um, I'm hopeful that the rest of it will go smoothly, too. Then in gardening, I, I don't have any video or anything of, of the roses. I've been I've been posting pictures of them on, on um, Instagram of the garden and the roses, and they're just... They make me so happy. <laughs> um, but I did get more roses. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I mean, since the last time I, I talked to you. So when I, this big greenhouse that I went to, that I got kind of the, the David Austin roses um, at the beginning of May, they have a thing where for, I don't even no if it was like every dollar or every 10 dollars or whatever that you spend you get you know they have like bonus bucks kind of thing um and then they have different weeks during the year like during the summer that you can redeem them for half the price of of whatever and i i remember when she um, was checking me out and she was telling me about this and i'm thinking i drove down here it was like hour and a half drive yeah, I'm not going to, like, be coming back because it was, like, the middle of June that the first time you could redeem them would be. And she said, and she, you know, I was just buying roses. She said, we'll still have roses. And originally I thought, I'm just going to give this to, you know, somebody that I know, you know, that's, like, lives, like, closer, lives in Madison or something that would, you know, be closer to to go there. Um, And then, but then I thought, well... It's, if I could get, like, rose for, it'd be, like, half half off or, like, you know, then that would be quite a deal. So, I went down and they still had roses. They had a lot of them. They still had Austin roses. So, um, I got three more. <laughs> so, the, the um one that I got was one that got left behind the first time because the first time I went, I had sort of seven picked out and then I scaled it back to just getting five. And this was one that got um, like put back and they still had it. So I was really glad and it's called Tranquility and it's a white rose and the bushes were really nice. That was part of the reason why I was going to get it the first time. They were kind of the farthest along of, of, you know, at that point. And, um, so anyway, it's, this had a ton of buds and it's already bloomed and they were really pretty. They looked exactly like the picture. So it's nice to have a white rose it kind of sets everything else off. So the other one that I had, you know, was going to get the first time, they didn't have any more. Um, but they had this one, which I'd been seeing a lot of pictures of. Um, so I was... Uh, you know, I showed the the one that they didn't have was a pink rose. And this is a pink rose. And because I've been, you know, reading this, you know, rose forums and things. And people were posting pictures. And they were posting a lot of the, of this one. And this is called Sceptered Isle. And the picture of this, they don't show. They just look like the, the um, kind of full, kind of rounded blossoms. But the picture in from people's gardens where they kind of open up and they're this like rounded shape, but then if you look down in, they don't have like the center full of petals, but you can see the yellow stamens like really clearly, and there it's just really pretty. So, um, so I was, I so I bought one of those. When I planted this one, it got a little stress, and I had a bunch of buds when I you know, planted it, but it kind of stressed a little bit and dropped a lot of the buds, but it has some new ones. So I haven't seen that one bloom yet. So I'm, you know, waiting kind of anxiously. And then I went, you know, so I was like two. um, And I had enough to get like half off of both those two. Uh, you know of the bonus books, <laughs> so but I was all the way down there, right? They and they still had. There were still ones that I didn't, um, you know, bring back. Um, and I and I the first time I was down there, this one was completely like off my radar. I didn't give it a second thought of of getting it. But then when I, you know, was looking at what was left and I was thinking, well, I should get another one. And this one is a completely sort of different color than all the rest. I mean, it's a very different, unusual color. And I wasn't really sure, like, how it was going to, what it was going to look like. And it's called Benjamin Britton. And it looks, you know, it's just a kind of a different color. Um, It's not really red. It's not really orange. It's not really pink. It, um... And it seems to do differently in different people's gardens. Some people's it looks very orange and some people's it looks, you know. So anyway, I thought, I'm just going to take a chance. And if I don't like it, I can always, you know, put it in the back garden or, or whatever. It was just a very big, healthy plant, too. And it had a ton of buds. So I planted it and they opened and it was this beautiful sort of, Kind of fuchsia-y, leading towards orange, which sounds like a little weird. Like the outside petals are kind of got an orange cast, and the inside ones are more like hot pinky, you know, fuchsia. And it's hard to describe. Um, but the, I mean, they were very small flowers, that, and they had a, a the bush had a ton of them on. So I don't know. Um, it says they are. Does it say what size the flowers are? It doesn't. But anyway, I took a chance and um, just because it's like a totally different than all the rest of them that I have out there. So I actually have room. I've counted like for four more um, for like another another year. <laughs> and one of them is like my uh, Milwaukee Calatrava. I want to move um, out of there, not because I don't like it. It, it got eaten by um, rose slugs quite badly this year but then it bloomed and it's such a fragrant bloomer and that's a white one but it just it's still like maybe a foot high and this is the second year so I think it's just it's and it's kind of in the second row and right in the middle so it needs to I want to move it just to somewhere like more on the edge um but anyway um Those are my new roses. Last weekend, I didn't do a podcast because I was at the um, garden walk that the garden club puts on. Um, Saturday night, we um, got kind of like a private, you know, tour. We went kind of, you know, procession style in in cars to all that. There were six different gardens and we got to view them all. And then the, the, uh, the homeowners of all of them got to see everybody else's, too. And, and then we had like a potluck afterwards. And then Sunday during the garden walk, I, you know, helped out at one of the, um, well, they were two gardens, but they were right next to our neighbors. And so I was at their house and it was, it was so interesting. I've never actually, um, been on, you know, gone on it. I always wanted to, um, like take my mom, um, cause she loved, um, gardens and, And I don't know, you know, it wouldn't, we we just never kind of got around to to doing it. We were going to go one year and it was either like really, really like scary hot temperatures, you know, humid and um, one year it rained. And then it got to the point where I was worried about, you know, I didn't know like for like walking if it would be, you know, she was getting, it was harder for her to get around so that if it would be you know, hard hard for her to walk, you know, and 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 things. So we never went. So this was the first time I went and it was really interesting. The gardens were fabulous. I mean very, very different from one lady who has been in her house for 30 years and had virtually no piece of grass left from the front yard to the backyard was completely, you know, planted. The her terrace which is what we call the the strip of, of you know grass between the sidewalk and the street. I know other people like other parts of the country call it like different parkway or, or you know different you know terms. But she you know had grass there, and she said she um, gives the guy across the street beer to come and, <laughs> and cut that little piece of grass for her. Um, and you know, so like, like from her, that's kind of like a lifetime of of gardening, to these these two houses where I was um, on Sunday were right on the bay. They were beautifully, beautifully landscaped and kind of really big houses, and um, they had that sort of. It's very popular that kind of landscaping where it's. Um, kind of like a plant here and then there's a plant here and then there's, you know, it's, it looks very neat and tidy. It's not my favorite, <laughs> but I, I kept thinking this, this one had just like a hosta and then, you know, just separate little plants. And I kept thinking how beautiful it would be with a, like a big perennial border, you know, kind of very traditional. and I don't know. So anyway, it was, it was just fascinating to see that, Saturday night when I came home after seeing all of them, I um, it was a really warm night and I came out. I was sitting out on the porch and I looked over at my little rose garden and thought, "I love you best," <laughs> which, which really that's the point, right? You know, you whether it's your garden or your knitting, you want whatever you're doing, you want to love the, the most. It doesn't really matter kind of what other people are doing. As long as you love what you're doing, it you know. So anyway, um, that was garden and just well for show and tell. It and it's you know relates to the garden is is I um, made a couple of these. These are lavender wands. Um, I posted a picture on Instagram when I was doing it. It's been a while. I I should do a couple more um, today, but it's been a while since my lavender has produced enough kind of long stems to um to make one of these and what it is 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 um like this is the flower head um kind of it would be growing up this way they're like bent over and then you weave the ribbon in so you enclose like the little flower you can sort of see some some of the little um you know lavender buds kind of sticking through and then um to enclose them, it smells really good, and I usually put these in with my sweaters when I store them or my shawls, um, because it keeps everything. It makes everything smell really good. Um, I know this does not, you know, um, keep keep that M word away, um, but it makes things smell good so. Um, I made a couple of those and I have enough to make um, several more. So that is about all that I have. So thanks so much for watching. And until I see you next week, from my heart to yours, happy knitting.